Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, January 29th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to look again at a passage from Hebrews, but let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, all good things come from you. And we look to you not only in those good things when we experience them, but also the pain and the suffering for you are there as well. We thank you that you are a God who is incarnate in all parts of our lives, not just the happy things. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our second lesson is from the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verses 32 through 40. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, for our fun question, who is the messiest person you know? My name is Tara Bulger, and I am the messiest person I know. (laughs) However, my daughters are giving me a run for my money. Um, In my marriage, I am definitely the bad roommate. Who's the messiest person you know? The messiest person I know is one of my very, very good friends um, who I will not name because... uh, (laughs) You want to keep them Because they're they're a good friend. Um, But they were always pretty messy. They told the story. They met them in seminary. They told a story about how uh, between undergrad and seminary, they were working and living in this apartment. um, And they put out like rat traps and then forgot about them. Ah! And so they had like dead rats. The smell and, alone. Yeah, for way too long, okay, essentially. Okay, so I don't think I'm that bad. <laughs> However, if I were to call the police and be like, my house has been ransacked in my bedroom, you wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, I'm sorry, officer. I think it was ransacked, but it also kind of looked like this. <laughs> yeah, and when, when we when we left, they still had a year left and... Uh, someone gifted us a new vacuum cleaner, and so we asked him, "Hey, do you want our old vacuum cleaner?" Hint, hint. And they said, "Oh, that'd be great. We don't have one." And I'm like, "What have you been doing for the past two years?" <laughs> <laughs> I 
my kind of people right there, Brett. I think it is God's grace that I didn't marry someone like myself because it would be bad. Yeah, they'd have to call the health department. Totally. <laughs> but to our scripture, the text ends with the words, Yet all these... Though they were condemned for their faith, did not receive commended. Thank you. Though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better, so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. What was promised, and what does it mean to be made perfect? I think the promise is a realization of God's kingdom. And the truth is that we are all promised that. And none of us will see that on this side of the eschaton, right? Mm -hmm. The end of time. Um, But it's interesting to me because um, they still lived out their faith. They still had hope. And I think that hope was always based on the love of God completely. And so it's interesting to see that there's this long line of people of faith, a great cloud of witnesses who have done amazing things and also suffered amazing things. And just like us, it will only be in God's kingdom that we will have this kind of realized vision of God's world. I think that's what it means to be made perfect, right? The Mm -hmm. idea of our final sanctification. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's similar things, maybe just different words. <laughs> but but that but that promise, uh, as you said, um, that will be realized on the other side of the eschaton. Uh, another way to think of it for me is is the kingdom of God, um, uh, the kingdom of heaven. That that the the uh, the rule where of God, where perfect justice reigns, where uh, all are felt all feel the love of God, all uh, experience um, what we catch glimpses of Mm -hmm. here on earth. That that is the promise that has uh, not been fully received yet, uh, though we have uh, seen part of it. We've begun it uh, in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And um, and, yeah, to be be made perfect, um, though I've met some... uh, old women who I think are darn near close. Totally, um, yeah. They are not there. Uh, yeah. and, and that and that comes, um, and a sanctification that comes only from God that cannot be fully realized. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would get to see uh, the fullness of the kingdom of God here, but that hasn't happened except in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, if you had told me at the beginning of uh, my journey as a Christian, um, this will be difficult and you will never get to fully realize what God's kingdom is on, on this side of, of death. That sounds really daunting and maybe not a project I want to be a part of. But what I've found is that my faith has always been enough. Actually, it's been more than enough. Hmm. Um, and so I do think there's this living out that I have found it is greater than I ever could have imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think there's hope in that. I think of it as, um, you know, uh, Lent is coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, and I, I always love Lent because I think it's 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 a few weeks where I like really focus on on what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. That that in that there is um, a recognition of my own. Uh, my own contribution to the destruction of the world, yeah. my own contribution to the pain uh, in the world, 
but then also uh, glimpses of hope of how God has redeemed that and how I'm invited to be a part of that. Absolutely. Uh, and and I think that is can all be played out kind of in that Lenten Easter journey, um, though it's played out through our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Before we close, I need everyone to know that Brett is wearing a tie with tiny dachshunds. Isn't that what yes. they are? Yep. That is the best tie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but to close, I have if a... If only this was a video podcast. I know. We, Brett is winning today. <laughs> um, John Green's novel, The Fault in Our Stars. This is a passage of two characters speaking. One says, sometimes people don't understand the promises they're making them when they make them. Isaac shot me a look. Right, of course, you keep the promises anyway, because that's what love is. Love is keeping the promise anyway. Don't you believe in true love? Love those YA novels that Mm, speak to my heart. They're so great. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us today. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.